Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to Third Eye Awakening. This is a podcast all about spiritual and psychic awakening where we talk about things like the shift from 3D to 5D consciousness, the nature of time, space, the universe, the multiverse, multidimensionality, starseeds, the Akashic Records, all the things. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I appreciate you so very much. All right, let's get into it. Hey, beautiful being. Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm really excited to have you. Before we get started, if you want to create me, go ahead and look me up on Instagram. I'm at thenorthstar.love. And if you like what you're hearing on the show and you want more, then please join my Facebook group, Soul Space. The link is in the show notes. I would love to have you. All right, let's get into today's topic. My thoughts on being a starseed. I keep wanting to like have a blog and make blog posts, but it's so much easier to just voice memo. <sighs> anyway, my thoughts on being a starseed, I guess, is that first of all, I believe so wholly in the the thing that the word starseed represents. I mean, obviously, it's a human-created term, just like everything is, but maybe it was given through a channeling. I don't know. At any rate, I, to me, what starseed means is um, a human being incarnated on Earth at this time, maybe during other times too, I'm sure, but relevant to us, a human being incarnated on Earth at this time who, whose soul does not only do earth lives and it, who, for whom earth is not like the home place of incarnating, if that makes sense. So I guess what I mean is that I believe in reincarnation. I've believed in this since I was a little kid it is the only, it just makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense that um, we die and that's just it. There's just nothing more to it than that. I believe that we have um, a consciousness that inhabits avatars in a plethora of different environments, different worlds that are at varying vibrational rates along the dimensional spectrum. And when I think about the dimensional spectrum, it's very much like the visible light spectrum. It's a frequency of vibration. So when you look at the visible light spectrum, um, there's a huge spectrum beyond what is visible to our eyes. Our eyes are only sensitive enough to see like from red to orange to yellow to green to blue to purple to violet or indigo and violet. And that creates like basically the whole entire light spectrum as we 
are able to perceive it, I'm sure there is more beyond what we can perceive with our instruments as well, is a gigantic wave. It creates a wave pattern, a sign pattern. And the the light that we can see that um, translates to our eyes and our brain as red has a longer, slower wavelength. So the hills are less sharp. They're more rounded. They, you know, they go, they go on for longer. And then the space, the valley in between the hills is equal to the, the hill, but it's also long. And as you move through the light spectrum all the way to violet, by the time you get to violet, the spaces in between the waves have gotten shorter, which makes the, the wave look like it goes higher. I'm doing a terrible job at explaining it. All you have to do is freaking Google the visible light spectrum and you'll be able to see so I can stop wasting your time trying to explain it. But the dimensions of consciousness that we exist at and are, are the same thing. So it's just different vibrational rates. In the third dimension, the vibration slows down enough that um, matter can congeal and appear solid and and indeed feel solid, Um, but it's all still vibration. Everything is still vibrating in every moment. And we know that everything deteriorates basically. So that just means that like um, molecules and chemicals and atoms are not stable. They don't stay in a static arrangement for all of eternity. Eventually, the forces that hold the subatomic particles together that create atoms, that then create chemicals, that then create molecules, they, they shift and change because everything is vibrating all the time. And some um, some arrangements of subatomic particles and atoms and chemicals and molecules are more stable for a longer period than others, but everything is vibrating and everything eventually changes. It's a, it's an, a physical environment where energy, the vibration of energy slows down quite a lot, but it's still vibrating, so it's dynamic. And... As souls, we incarnate in all kinds of different environments, all kinds of different environments for the purpose of experiencing, experiencing ourselves and experiencing the expression of consciousness in different ways at different levels. And it's so hard for us to conceive of anything outside of the physical environment because (laughs) that's where we are. We are immersed in it. We're in our avatars. We are in this virtual reality game. And by game, I mean like it, it feels like a fucking high stakes game. So I don't mean to sort of minimize like life and turn it into a joke because it's not that, but it's an experience. And by game, I guess I just mean that it's not permanent. It is real because it is an experience that we are having and it doesn't matter if physicality and form is an illusion. That's neither here nor there. It is 
it, it may be an illusion, but it's also, it's also real. Like illusion only means that it's not permanent. It's not the only thing, but it is real. And so this is, we come here for the incredible glory and visceral satisfaction of unfolding our consciousness through a physical environment and perceiving it all through our senses, re- receiving electrical impulses through our, our eyes and our ears and our, our sense of touch, our sense of smell and our sense of taste. And then, of course, we have all the extended senses that exist outside of our physical body. I'm, I am quite certain that we have senses that more senses than just these five that are physical. Um, because I think that, like, for example, I have always been able to sense um, when, like, sense a TV turning on in a different room where I can't hear it. So when I was living at my parents' house in my youth, um, we had, we have a shower in our downstairs bathroom and in in the next room, like that the bathroom um, is off of, is a living room and has a TV and that's where my dad often hangs out. And when I would be a teenager and having a shower, I would have the fan switched on, which was really noisy um, to cut down on the humidity. And I would always know when my dad, even if I couldn't hear, I would, I would know, like I would just feel the TV turn on. I would just know like the moment it was turned on. And then when I left the bathroom, like there it was, it was, it was turned on. Whereas, or same when, when it's turned off. And I don't think that's a psychic thing. I think that's just like, there's some other degree of, um, physical sense that we have that uh, I don't know what that falls under, uh, if it falls under any of the other five senses or not. But anyway, so we have our five agreed upon senses that everyone agrees that we have. And then of course we have our extended senses, which come from just being like a consciousness, being a soul. And so we incarnate in, in infinite dimensions, well, infinite worlds and realms within I don't know if the di- dimensions are finite or infinite. I guess it only makes sense that they'd be infinite. Um, so that we can experience <laughs> experience life, whatever that is. That's hard to define, isn't it? Um, experience our consciousness through different a different set of circumstances, different sets of rules, different ways that it arranges itself and plays out. And here we get the glorious joy of tasting things and smelling things and feeling things with our physical bodies and hearing music, seeing beautiful things. And it's incredible. And we also get to experience it unfold through space and time rather than everything all at once. And that's a huge boon and a total joy, even when it hurts. It's amazing. We take it for granted because we kind of have this silly 
notion that this is all there is but it's it's an amazing it's like we're on holiday from being just like non-physical an exciting exciting adventure and so star seeds god i'm wordy eh star seeds are souls consciousness that have incarnated during this time as humans who aren't this isn't usually where they come to incarnate and i was explaining this to francis a while ago a couple weekends ago because he'd never heard the term starseed although he's totally a starseed and he's way more like he's his consciousness is way more highly evolved than mine and so I was explaining it to him and I take for granted that people everybody like I always think I'm like like a Susie come lately to the party and that everybody already knows all this stuff and that's what my mean inner voice says that like why even bother there's so much of this out there it's oversaturated now everybody's already heard of this you can't possibly contribute anything to the discourse so when I was talking to Francis about it, that was a nice reminder that like, oh, everybody hasn't already heard of it. And so just share what's coming through. Stop making it all about you. Um, so it was, it was surprisingly kind of challenging to explain because something that I remember resonating so much with me was reading Dolores Cannon's book, um, The Three Waves of Volunteers. And it resonates so much, although I think I think it's too narrowly defined personally. But I mean, she was just sharing what she found through her hypnosis sessions, and it's incredible. But here's here's the thing. Sometimes I think being a starseed is portrayed as like human consciousness generally is stuck in 3D consciousness and humans aren't as highly evolved. Like souls who come into human incarnations aren't as highly evolved. And so souls from other higher dimensions like the Pleiades and Arcturus um, Lyra, the Andromeda galaxy, Sirius, other places like that. Um, and there are so many more. So please forgive me if you feel like I've left something important out, but I have come in to help humans get out of the loop of lower consciousness. Because we're, we're, I feel like the truth is that it's neither here nor there if humans destroy themselves because, I mean, it's happened before in many other times where civilizations just, you know, seem to rise and then fall to the two most obvious examples being Atlantis and Lemuria. Although, of course, that's disputed. But then, like, you look at the, like, the ancient Egyptian civilization, 
um, I'm so, I'm so ignorant about civilizations in the, I don't, I don't even want to call it the Far East. It's such an annoying, in Asia, I guess, (laughs) it's better, in Asia, and I deeply apologize for my ignorance, but the, like, the different ruins at, like, Angkor Wat and, um, ruins in, what is it now, Guatemala and Mexico and Chile and Peru and all over the world, there's examples of incredible feats of consciousness and, like, you know, high civilization that then just disappeared. Like, it just, they rose and they fell. So, like, Honestly, I think in a lot of ways, it's neither here nor there if human civilization reaches that tipping point where we just disappear ourselves and probably beautiful Gaia will breathe a bit of a sigh of relief. Be like, oh, thank God. Now I have to like absorb all this plastic and shit and break it down. But, but the problem is we have the technology to actually like, potentially render Gaia lifeless. Um, I don't know if we could, I don't, I honestly don't know if we have the power to render her lifeless forever um, because that, even that claim feels like it's full of hubris, like, oh, oh, the strength of men, the power of men. But we definitely have the technology and saw enough knowledge without enough emotional and like conscious maturity to like really, really, really cause significant changes. I mean, we already are. We already are. I was watching a documentary about the um, nuclear testing ground of the Russians in Kazakhstan a couple of weeks ago, and I was mind blown, mind blown. It's we can do terrible things. And that would be a problem because if we really altered Gaia, that would have, um, that would have an effect on our whole, uh, galactic neighborhood, like with, within our galaxy, within this arm of the Milky Way and beyond, like everything truly is connected. It's a beautiful cosmic web of connection. So, um, the idea is that star seeds have come f- who are accustomed to incarnating at higher levels of consciousness in higher dimensions who have come to assume human form because, oh, also, Earth is a free will domain, which it certainly is. And so nobody from the outside can directly interfere with us. Like, we are on our own path and they are constantly, benevolent cosmic beings are constantly constantly bombarding us with love and rays of light and higher consciousness and just trying to support us to get out of this dark hole of shit we're in and raise our collective consciousness. They're constantly shining it at us, but we can't receive it unless we choose to. The same way that we can't receive 
we can't receive manipulative, negative, damaging programming unless we choose to. That's just the way it works. Um, so starseeds decided to come in and be born as humans and either retain their awareness or reawaken their awareness through their lifetime and re- return as close to as close as they could to their natural state of vibration, which is quite high. Um, and in doing so, help bring in more, like a higher level of consciousness. Now, the the thing that makes me a little bit, I love that. And it, when I read it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I came back. Because I've always known, I can't remember when I figured it out, but it was, it was honestly in my very early 20s. I didn't have any words for it. I didn't even fully realize it. I just, that's when I started to, that's when I started to have an awareness that I am not usually from here or like, I don't know how to put it. I'm not quote unquote from here. I'm not from here. I don't really know where I'm, I don't know where I'm from. I feel like a blend of Pleiadian consciousness and Arcturian consciousness. But anyway, and then I had those past life memories that I think are included in my second episode of the podcast of my spiritual awakening, um, which my very first past life memories were um, off-earth memories. And that was pretty... But I didn't even really know what they were. It's, it's taken. It's been a journey. It's all a journey, right? <laughs> like I've never had this like, ah, moment of awakening. I have ah, moments of awakening about certain things, but then... <laughs> Then the unfolding just continues. Um, oh, I kind of lost my my thread of thought, but I sort of remember where I was going. So the, the book about the three waves of volunteers really resonated with me because of, a lot of the time I would be like, why the f- did I come here? Why did I come here? This place is hard. It's really hard. And I haven't easy life in this like don't get me wrong I mean like I've had I've had pain I've had hardship in my life but I'm not even going to pretend that it's been as hard as it is for some beautiful incredibly strong courageous souls there are people who have lives that are so hard it would like it would crush me and make me wave a white flag I'm sure and and yet I just felt like this all the time, like, why can't I fit in? Why doesn't this place make sense to me? Like, why do I feel like such a misfit and just like, it's a general fuck up. And like, why can't I just, why can't this way of being be enough for me? Why can't it make sense? Like, you know, I just knew I didn't, belong here I'm not from here why am I here and when I read her book I was like 
Oh, yep, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. All right, time, time to get to work then. But the part that I find a little bit, um, well, I just, I guess I work on my own understanding that I work to wrap my mind around is that I truly don't believe that there is, um, I don't believe that there is a linear hierarchy of consciousness in the universe. I do believe that we are all on a path of um, ascension, just meaning that, like in a way, I guess it is linear, but but I don't, I don't think it's that black and white. I don't think that, I think that polarity in our way of understanding it is, is really influenced by the fact that we're human and we live in a, we live in an environment where polarity exists. So like there's one end of the spectrum and the other, like the visible light spectrum. And you, you know, there's a linear unfolding of things. I mean, that's how our time unfolds. Like we don't move backwards through time. We move forwards through time. And I, but yeah, so I think, I think our ideas of like hierarchy of ascension are um, very much influenced by our humanness. At least they are for me. And I just try to remind myself of that all the time that like, Anytime we're trying to conceive of anything, it is going to be influenced by our uh, current human incarnation and our human psyche because we are, you know, translating everything through our brain. And it's a human brain. It's a human nervous system. So I don't believe that there is a linear hierarchy of ascension. I do believe we're all on an unfolding ascension journey, but I just don't think it's as linear and hierarchical as sometimes can be inferred. So, and I certainly do not believe that the souls that incarnate into human lives are like baby souls of like low consciousness. Oh my God, I don't believe that at all. This place is fucking hard. It's a hard, hard place to be. And Francis was asking me, he was like, so do some souls, like, are they earth-only souls? And I was like, oh, you know, I really can't say, but that doesn't feel true. That doesn't feel true. I don't, it doesn't feel true to me that when a consciousness first emerges from the all that it goes straight into a human body like that that's horrible (laughs) isn't that the worst thought I feel like this is an advanced fucking PhD level program here this is like you know I think actually we kind of hang around in higher dimensions that are closer to source you know what wow There's just a little wave of clarity coming through. We emerge from source, which is like high dimension. And of course it is like 
all encompasses the all. So the lowest vibration is part of all and the highest vibration is part of all. And of course, it's all an infinity loop or a circle. And so there is no beginning and end. It all, it just is. But as a new consciousness emerges from the all and like, you know, is um, not, it doesn't separate, but it kind of like bloops off kind of to go on a journey to like shine out like sun rays. What I'm getting right now is that its first emergences are super high vibration because it's almost like if you imagine a sun and like sun rays, it's like we're coming off of the light that is all. And first we go through the closest like we're an offshoot we're a ray of the sun but the journey extends from the root of the ray farther and farther away from the center source out to the tip of the ray and then it comes back to the source but it's like got a new level of a new, it's just changed by the journey. I don't know if that makes any sense. It makes sense to me. I'm probably doing a terrible job of explaining it. Anyway, so, I mean, I don't think Earth is the darkest, coarsest place either, but I think it's pretty, it's pretty... Yeah, it's a really intense place to be. That's all I know. It's an intense place to be. And so our consciousness comes actually down through the dimensions, the frequency of, of consciousness, down into earth after much experience at higher frequencies and then bounces back up. But what it feels like is that earth is kind of a catching place because of the karmic wheel. So there are no, I really don't believe, like, I guess what I'm saying is I don't believe that there are earth souls that are just like dumb baby, dumb souls that don't know anything and that we are the saviors that I don't jive with that at all. And I think it can be a very problematic way of viewing things. But anyway, what what comes through to me is that earth is a place where souls get, can get stuck in a back eddy of karma. Meaning that because it is, it's like three dimensional, but there are lower dimensional influences on earth. I did another channeling on demon consciousness, which maybe I'll share. But suffice it to say that There are, there are uh, forces of manipulation that reach out to affect the human mind and keep us in the lowest, densest level of vibration that we can be in. And so it's almost like a magnet that pulls us like 
into pulls us into making choices and committing actions in life in a lifetime but then in order to truly liberate ourselves from it we have to experience the balance we we and that's what karma is karma isn't a punishment it's that a situation has to balance itself out in order for resolution to happen and um, release from from the situation like like the magnet like it has to have both sides it you know because i guess because it's a it's a dimension of polarity and the second dimension is definitely a dimension of polarity and that's really like that's why 3d is so dense and whatever and that's what those lower dimensional consciousnesses are that's how they're manipulating human minds is to keep us in a place of polarity in lower second dimensional polarity and so the souls as they as they go through their journey of emanating from the the great central sun of all consciousness shining out as a ray when they get to earth they it's very common to get stuck we get stuck on this karmic wheel of somebody did something to me and it feels so real like i'm so deeply identified with this avatar i'm so deeply identified with this avatar and i can't let it go and i can't find the frequency of forgiveness and release and i must have revenge and my soul has been there as well i remember a lifetime um where there's somebody in my life who i'm very close with who we have um a really great relationship but sometimes it's one of the most challenging relationships in my life and i looked into like you know my my past life with this other soul to understand where it came from and in this other life i perceived that this person did i was just minding my own business and working hard at something that i was so proud of it was my life's work i was like a weird tesla kind of like fringy weirdo scientist i wasn't tesla though um but i was you know that that sort of personality type and i had a life's work i was so dedicated and devoted and this person was sort of a colleague and a bit of a competitor a bit of a confidant not a close close friend but a friendly acquaintance and i wasn't bringing my it was like an invention or a discovery or something i wasn't bringing it out to the world yet i didn't feel like it was ready it wasn't ready and this other person felt that like i was wasting an opportunity and that it should be it should be shared and profited from and 
and just felt like the, I mean, this was sort of the attitude of the time and the circumstances that we were in felt like, you know, well, if you're going to squander it, then I'm not going to. And I don't know if I had a patent for it or I don't know. But anyway, this person basically took my idea that they had some license over as well, but I had, you know, really devoted myself to it and to a degree that they had not. And he took my idea and brought it out into the world and it was kind of, I can't remember what happened. I can't, I don't think he got rich. I think he just, maybe it wasn't accepted or it was ridiculed or something. I'm not sure what it was. And I don't remember what my idea was, but I was so, I, I was, I mean, the rage that I can remember even now as I talk about it, like there aren't words for it the rage and I believe I killed him I I have memories of being so full of rage that I grabbed a rock like a big boulder and smashed in his face and caved in his head I was so angry that he would it was kind of like all of my life's work was ruined and I mean in in that lifetime I was taking myself way too seriously and feeling very ego identified and but anyway that's the kind of thing that I mean where you 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 know when as souls when we pass through earth we those things feel so real we forget who we are we forget who we are and those things feel like we forget that this is a VR game it's not a it's not the only place like yes maybe it incites emotions and they are real but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter there are multiple timelines multiple different outcomes it's okay we can't remember that anymore we get so so um convinced by the power of this dimension we forget that it is an illusion meaning it's not the be-all and end-all and then of course I have to find balance for that and I don't know if that really happened I mean they aren't memories like they it wasn't my imagination creating it but it is my human psyche translating information that I'm receiving I don't know if I actually killed that person that life. I don't know. I don't know uh, what became of me. I just, I don't, it takes a lot of time to go into those past lives. And I don't, I feel like that was all I needed to see to understand the sort of like weird little subtle undercurrent of rivalry that exists in this relationship dynamic in this lifetime with a person who I truly love. So... We get caught in this back eddy on the karmic wheel of being so identified with our human avatars. And when we, and we commit acts that are, that necessitate balance in order to 
be released from them onto the next thing, up to the next available dimension of consciousness. And when we die, we completely, we immediately remember who we are, come out of the dream. It's like waking up from a dream and, ha- and being like, oh, holy shit, that was just a dream. That was just a dream. And then, you know, we kind of recover a little bit and we know we got to go back in and we got to like f- find the balance so we can keep going. And we're all <laughs> from the, the spirit side or the soul side, we're like, Oh, I got this. I can do it. No, I'm going to remember this time. Like I can do it. It's not a big deal. Forgiveness. Find forgiveness. Take the higher road. It's fine. I can do it. Like the instructions are simple. And then we're born. And once we're back into um, a human context again, it's like, you know, when you wake up from a dream and it was a particularly emotionally affecting dream and it, you carry it with you all day and even if you like you start to lose the actual memory of whatever it was in the dream that like messed you up so much you still just feel emotionally off all day it's just with you and bugging you all day it's like that we come back into these lives and we you know eventually like around the age of 3 we forget who we were for survival reasons and because it's just a convincing VR it's a it's a convincing VR and and we all of our good intentions like we just can't remember them anymore but we're still carrying around this weird emotional residue that we can't quite put our finger on and we don't necessarily feel it all the time but it sometimes gets triggered by things it gets triggered by actual karmic relationships like this one for me with this it's the energy of this individual soul incarnated as a human that triggers that feeling of like low grade um, rivalry in me or sometimes it gets triggered by an event that is trying to bring it to our awareness so that we can play it out again and choose differently this time but we can't remember. And that's part of the beauty of the human environment of, of earth as a place to incarnate and human as a vehicle is that we can't remember. It's no, that's not true. It's not that we can't remember. We are under the influence of manipulations that, um, significantly reduce our ability to remember. And when, and then when we do remember, it makes us feel crazy. And if we tell other people, other people are, are so, this is a whole tangent. I can't even talk about this, but we are like, we have been fucked with badly. And we very seriously fear our intuition and our power. And that's why people will say that it's like, you know, influence from the devil if you have intuition or if you have memories that don't come from this life or you think you remember who you are like you you can't share that shit now we can but it's still it's still tricky and it doesn't feel as safe as it is becoming so so we get into these lives and the illusion is very 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 powerful and gripping and compelling it's like so like you can see it hear it smell it taste it touch it it feels so real it is real 
and the body we're born into it like it this is me this is my body I am all these things that I'm experiencing so real and we forget and and when we're triggered so that we can choose differently like we're triggered on purpose by ourselves ourselves have set up these scenarios so that we have these triggers so that we can live it out in a different way and choose differently and move through it and past it and release it and move on to the next thing but because we can't remember and we're not supported in our remembering not in this culture anyway that we often don't choose differently we still sort of like shoot from the hip and we're very reactionary and our lower vibrational emotions take over and they're so oh god they feel so good doesn't our self-righteous like like victim consciousness feel good in a weird fucked up perverse way you better believe it does and we just want to juice it and nurse it so star seeds ha 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 star seeds are not we're not better than the souls that are humans not at all it's just that it's like we already made our way through through the earth um Eddie, we, we got out somehow because everybody eventually does. Everybody eventually does. So we're not better than anybody and we're not more highly evolved. We're just on a different point in the journey. And we just, it's like we can hear. Well, like then we reunite with our, you know, soul brothers and sisters when they when their human avatar dies and we hear how tired they are of having to repeat the same damn things because they just can't remember it. But they can't receive what we're sending to them from, from the spirit side if they don't believe it, if they don't allow it and accept it. And we've been so programmed out of our intuition that it's very hard to receive it anymore. So starseeds are beings who... either have never been to earth or have been to earth a few times or have somehow not gotten trapped in the eddy of earth and the, the human karmic cycle and have decided to come to earth en masse at this time and experience um, a really like a large collective awakening like that field of wildflowers that huge infinite field of wildflowers while on earth so that we retain or regain access to our memories of who we are so that we can choose differently and as we who have been allowed to retain our memories that's really what it is we're just allowed like the cap that usually keeps us from remembering has been like removed or or weakened or something as we as we have we who have been allowed to retain and regain our memories as we choose differently and as we vibrate higher in accordance to the truth 
of who we really are, we make, we anchor in that light. And what do I mean by anchoring the light? I mean, our physical bodies are anchors. We just are anchors by default. We don't have to do anything. We can be more conscious about it if we want. That's kind of the whole point. But even even if we're like at the very beginning of our awakening journey and we're not super conscious yet and we don't have great control over it, we are anchors for the light. The, the light of higher consciousness streams through our chakras and into our human bodies and we embody it in physical form on the planet. And in doing so, it's like, it's like we can receive all of the benevolence that is being shone at us at all times with, with greater ease. And like we're not perfect. Starseeds are not perfect and there's no pressure to be perfect. And we're not better than the souls who are, you know, just keep bumping up against the wall of not being able to remember. But we have openings in our consciousness that allow all of the goodwill and the love and the grace and the truth and benevolence that comes from the higher dimensions of consciousness, we can receive it. It, it has somewhere to come in. There's, there's a resonance that allows it to come in. And, so, and then as it travels down and, and um, disseminates through all of our, our energy portals, our chakras, and all the way through our meridians, and then like, you know, into all of our cells and our, our molecules and chemicals and atoms. And then we interact with our environment and we eat food and we drink water and we pee and poo it out. And like, you know, we breathe in, we breathe out. Like we, then the light disseminates through our bodies into the physical constituents of planet earth. And we also allow more, I don't know, it really is like, just like turning on, like, it's like lighting a bunch of candles in a pitch black room. It just, it just helps everybody who is really, really stuck in that earth eddy to, to have a chance at remembering and they can choose it or not. They don't have to, you know, some people are really close to the, like the low, the lowest part of the 3d consciousness really, really deeply in the um, manipulative bondage of lower forms of consciousness that like wants to, it's just by nature wants to suck you down. It's, I don't even believe it's malicious. It's just the nature of it. Anyway, those people may not want to awaken and it may, like, you know, the light might feel like, <laughs> like, to them and that's fine that's their choice this is a free will realm and eventually everything returns to the light because there's no other option um but yeah so my <laughs> my thoughts on being a starseed is that we're not better than anyone else and it's so important to say that it feels important to me anyway we're not better than anyone else um and we are here on 
a rescue mission of sorts, but it's not, it's really not like we are the saviors. It's just not like that. It's not, it's, it's really important to, to understand that because, you know, the term savior has been used like to, yeah, it's been really, that concept has been used to justify terrible ego-based, fear-based things in this world. And that's not what it's about. Um, And we're also not perfect. I certainly am not perfect. (laughs) I'm definitely on a journey. It's a constant, continuous, unending journey of unfolding. And I oscillate back and forth between my ego consciousness and my higher consciousness all the time. And, And yet I am perfect because There's nothing I need to do to be better or more worthy. So perfect in that sense, but not perfect in the sense of like, I have all the answers and I know everything and I always act out of my highest awareness and, you know, I never have human moments and I don't ever have difficult emotions and like, that's not at all. That's not the point of being a human and I just don't, I don't want anyone who, well, not that I have any say over it or control over it, but I guess it's coming through me to say, so I'm just going to say it anyways, or whatever it's worth. I don't want anyone who knows that they are a starseed to feel pressure to be or do anything. It's like the podcast episode about living your purpose like you don't you it's like literally just inherent to you and you just be it with joy and the role that will be the best expression of it will avail itself to you and you don't have to justify your being here by living your purpose your your purpose is being here that's it that's all being your unique energy signature the beautiful note that you are in the symphony of universal consciousness. You're so important. And starseeds don't need to be perfect. They don't need to not be human. They don't need to not, like, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to find it really hard to be here. It's okay to feel like you never have the answers it's okay to feel like as soon as you think you have an answer, you get like two weeks of peace and then you realize that you don't have the answers at all. It's okay to feel like you don't understand how to do money. You don't understand how to do food. You don't understand how to do TV and Netflix. and You don't understand how to do jobs. You don't understand how to do small talk. It's okay. And it's okay to let yourself be human. It's okay to be on a journey where you really let your human take over. You won't get lost here. I don't know why I can say that with such certainty, but it just came through. Like, we're not going to get lost here. Like, our, our soul 
kin who are on the karmic wheel. You won't get lost here that it's like it's like it was a a promise made for everybody who who chose to come in as a star seed like there are forces looking out for us no matter how scary and hard and dark our lives may feel there are forces that are it's like i don't know it's like it's like um It's like there's a lifeline, like somebody has your, your, it's, it's like if you're mountain climbing or you're exploring something or something like you have your safety tethers on, you're not going to get lost. You're going to remember and you're going to, at the end of this life, you are going to return and you don't have to come back here again if you don't want You won't amass any karma that keeps you stuck here. Even if you're not perfect, you just don't have to, you just don't have to fear that. And it's enough for you to just be here. You're doing what you came to do just by being here. Thanks for being here. By the way, thanks to everybody who entered the contest to help me grow my podcast. And the draw was done for the three free 60-minute Akashic Record readings. And the winners have been notified. I appreciate everybody oh, so, 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 so much. Thank you for participating. Next episode is going to be it. It's going to be the story of Killian's death. And then that will lead into the spiritual awakening following that experience. Anyway, I hope that you all have a great week. Peace, my friends.